there's so much out there that you can be doing away from just kicking a footy. I've never really felt the individual pressure of it. I had a pretty successful year as an individual, but yeah, a lot of my focuses this year have been growing from a leadership standpoint and having team success. The inside-outside combination of what I sort of prided myself on that, be really clean and fed it out to teammates on the outer and being able to run and carry with the ball, break lines and um, deliver the ball really well by foot. More seasoned AFL players sort of welcomed me straight in and just said, just go for it, mate. And we're living around the corner from Metricon. And I reflect back now and think how awesome that was, seeing how the players do what they do, just asking questions of a lot of people. The life balance um, is very important, especially as a lead athlete. You can sort of get consumed a bit by it. And the main advocate for that was has been my mum. And, um, pretty blessed and lucky that I've sort of been in this position. Obviously, it's off the back of what I've done, but that's just knowing where I'm going. Sort of, you can just start planning and go use facilities, things like that. So I feel a little bit for the other guys who sort of still at school uh, and a bit unknown about where they're going to go, especially some of my close mates. I was bringing with Blake and um, I think he's a little bit sick, pretty loud snoring and coughing and all that sort of stuff. So. <laughs> It was a tough night's sleep, but we both played pretty well. I think I was best and he was second best for the game, so I think it must have worked out well. Sort of working on that body positioning, how you can use that to your advantage and, and win those battles in the air. be something I'll, I'll, I'll work on for sure. Welcome to the One on One Football Podcast. My name is Andrew Raines, CEO, founder of One on One Football. And as always, joined by my co-host, Harry Simington. Harry, how are you, mate? Good mate, yeah. We just uh, come off the just finished recording the podcast with Will today. He's uh, someone we've had our um, had our eye on for a while, so it was great to get him on. We're um, recording the podcast a little bit differently than usual. We're actually uh, I was just, just better so we're, we're in the we're in the same uh, location but different rooms. We, we tried to do it in the same room, but I think we needed a bit more technical support, mate, and definitely not my um, forte. So um, yeah. we we're in separate rooms. It, it worked out. Worked out all well. We tried to be in the same room and, and look all professional, but I think it's uh, the same result at the end of the day, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. And Will was Will was very patient while he was waiting for us to, to get it um, to get it all done, which I guess leads into the, the the first point about what we've we've noticed throughout the the chat, which is that he was a really he's he's young, but he, he's very calm and very composed, and you can see why you can almost see that his personality matches the way he plays football. He's, he's calm with the ball. He's um, He's measured about what what he says, but um, yeah, that was the, the the main thing that I noticed, Randy. That was he, he was very um, he, he seemed older than 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 eighteen. Yeah, spot on. He's um, he's just a very humble young man too, and, and very calm, composed. As I said before, and, and um, he seems one of those guys that are really driven too, never going to probably get ahead of themselves. Yeah. Always doing you know sort of over and beyond top of um, you know, whether you call it a, uh, a type A personality, just he's got to do everything right and, uh, and he does it to the nth degree, which is which is incredible for such a young man at such a young age and, and a, a great head on his shoulders. He's, um, for those listeners who aren't aware of, of Will, it's, uh, it's just a, an up-and-coming star. We, we'd say he's probably going to go pick one in this draft, but a bit different to usually a pick one would go. He's actually going to go father-son. But whoever's got the first pick, I think it's GWS now, will um, probably call out Will's name and then Will will be taken by the Lions because they get first um, the first crack at him. So he's uh, he'll be at the Lions as soon as we uh, as soon as the draft's announced in in November. So um, he's a he's a Gold Coast boy originally. Obviously his father Marcus was the uh, previous record hold before um, Simon Black to play the most games at the Brisbane Lions, Brisbane Bears. Um, and Will obviously grew up on the Gold Coast um, before his dad was a football boss, my old boss, and and now friend. Um, they moved to Melbourne after he left the Suns, and, and Will obviously followed and had a uh, outstanding junior career down there. I think he made every rep side you can make, every All Australian team you can make, and every um, 
every uh, every MVP he can win too. So he's uh, he's done an incredible job, and, and we delve into a bit of that about his year and also what helped him get him there. His extra recovery and skill sessions, he's um, he's balanced between inside out, um, inside and outside mid. Um, he's also studying football balance, which was bit of inspiration from his mother um, Beck and, and um, he's always been really good on that and diligent. He's been moulding his game off Sam Welsh. Um, we'll touch touch on more about how he plays um, and the potential about playing with his brother was a huge um, indicator or, or decision he made to go to Brisbane because Levi's brother's showing really good form and he's under 16 All-Australian this year and likely to go to the Lions in a few years' time under the father-son rule too. So that was a huge motivation and, and key behind his decision to go to the Lions. So he's um, he's he's an inspiration to, to a lot of young people out there. Obviously a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a benchmark now with Dacos and all those sort of guys coming through. He's going to have a bit of pressure about performing next year, but um, I'm sure he'll, he'll do a really good job. And without for, further ado, he's uh, episode t- number 29 with Will Ashcroft. Will Ashcroft, thanks for joining us, mate, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to have you, Will. Obviously, um, mate, we go way back from early days in your academy days on the Gold Coast, and um, actually, Dad was my boss there for a couple of years, and um, we grew a really good relationship, and then obviously went to Melbourne, and the rest is sort of history, and just starting a history, which is really exciting, mate, so got you on, on board today, to a bit of a different guest from previous um, guests we've had, obviously we've had a, a lot of coaches and, and, and former players, but we've got very uh, privileged to have you on board today, obviously an up-and-coming player and, and star in that, so... Great to have you on board, mate. Give us a um, bit of an update on on your footy. Um, obviously, the last couple of weeks, what you've been doing, and, and a bit of your. Um, we just we're talking off air, and a bit of an exciting trip you've got um, coming up. Yeah, so, so I think I played my last game probably about three weeks ago now. So I've had a little bit of a rest, give the body a bit of time. Um, still been doing a fair bit of training because so, I love it so much, but I uh, haven't been running and yeah, sort of having a bit of a rest since that big Metro game, and then. Yeah, got a, a, a trip planned um, to the states for for two weeks. Um, so yeah. More sport on there and watch a bit of NFL, play some golf and, um, yeah, heaps of stuff playing, which is awesome. Beautiful, mate. What's your, uh, what's your golfing handicap? Uh, it's around 12, so it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, getting, I'm getting a bit better. But um, Levi, who's he's my younger brother, he's, he's flying with his golf. He's, I think he's off about six or seven. So, um, yeah, a bit of a rivalry on the golfing Jeez, course. six or seven, Levi. Yeah. That's, un- that's unreal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we, we had about a, had about a month off over the sort of final series, and now we're sort of ramping back into it. Try play once or twice a week, so yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, do you use the the golfer like uh, throughout the season as well as a bit of a way to to wind down, or is it more something that you do in the off season when you got a bit more time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only the time I didn't play was over the finals, um, just because we were so so flat out and busy. But yeah, we definitely still played yeah. probably once a week in the season. Um, so most games are on a Saturday. So Lee when I. I head out on Sunday and um, play. He's a member of Huntingdale here in Melbourne, so um, yeah, we're playing there a fair bit. And yeah, I think I've sort of mentioned that a fair bit in interviews that I've been a part of this year is how golf's been huge for um, just the mental break, um, and then still sort of going for a walk and, and having that good physical component as well. So yeah, golf's are really good for footballs, I reckon. Oh, that's excellent, mate. And um, obviously, just mentioned that before we last game was about two weeks ago, so you've had a bit of a rest, but. Um, last week was the, the draft combine, so give us a bit of an update from from your point of view, mate. How'd you go in the um, in a few of the tests, and and how'd you go overall in the combine? I didn't I didn't test. Um, I had a I had a bit of an ITV sort of irritation issue, so um, the lines suggested to sort of sit out of testing. But uh, yeah, it was still a really good experience. I think 
seeing a lot of those guys, um, obviously Vic Metro teammates, and then um, sort of mingling with other states, big country guys that I've played with against in the past. So, um, yeah, it's a good spectacle. Um, yeah, the, I didn't have a whole lot of club interviews, but um, the ones I did have were, yeah, good to learn some things and sort of take that forward with me. Was there, was there anyone that stood out to you at the, at the combine that you perhaps didn't expect, uh, expect to test so well, or was it um, pretty much the, the same players doing what they're good at? Uh, yeah, good question. I think Ollie Holmes, he's had a, um, he's had a great year footy-wise, and uh, I always knew he was, a, he was a very good runner, and he sort of ran a, I think he ran a 5.54, 5.50, potentially, something like that. So, um, yeah, it was yeah, incredible to watch. He was uh, yeah, flying around. So, um, yeah, potentially expected something along those lines, but, um, yeah, he was, yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a, it's a different base here. The combine, I suppose, I mean, you got all the tests going on and, and uh, the interviews and things like that. I've heard some, um, some pretty incredible, so some horror stories too, with some, um, some teams, uh, um, asking around some weird questions and also some coaches asking weird questions. You got the medical assessment, all that sort of stuff. So obviously a good experience for you to go to, but not heavily involved knowing sort of where you, where you sort of, um, where you sort of, uh, going. We, 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 obviously everyone knows that. So it's a, Bit of a different experience for you, but just for the listeners out there too, mate. I've seen you obviously didn't test, but what what's some of your your physical strengths in your um in your if if you were to sort of do some testing and things like what what would stand out? Yeah, I think um, I've always been I've been into track and field most of my life on um, the Gold Coast, and then uh, continue that on here at Brighton Grammar. I was still at school, so um, I've I've been doing those four hundred two one two four sort of events for a lot of my life and. Um, so that sort of correlates to the, the 20 metre, I guess, and um, sort of, yeah, pretty, been pretty good at the 20 metre. And I think the 2K I'm, I'm sort of trying to build on, and um, I'm not sure how many 2Ks the Lions are doing. I think they might, they might do 3K, but... Um, They've always yeah. chosen on 3K there, mate. You'll get in yeah. there, or oh, you've probably already been there, obviously. They've got yeah. Shawnee Hart's still got the record, I think. Is that right? He's yeah. got the 3K I think so, yeah. Record? You, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that, I, was, I was trying to, trying to build on that and um, sort of have that speed endurance combination sort of sets a lot of players apart. So, yeah, the 20 yeah. metre and then, yeah, trying to build on the, the two or three so, targets. So what would you be, like, if we were to, like, what's your bet? Have you done, like, sort of last year or two, have you done a 20 metre and a 2K? What's, for our listeners, what's some of your times in, in all your PBs and that? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's tested at the start of the year. So there's a NAB League testing day um, where, I think, yeah, 30 players test from each region. Um, so I think I was, I don't know the exact time. I reckon I was in the... It's two point nine zero or two point eight high, potentially something cool. like that, in the yeah. twenty. Um, and then around six thirty five, I did for the two k. Uh, but that, yeah, I think I can definitely, well, if I have an opportunity to build on that. Um, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, so the last, last preseason. So yeah, sort of the, the times. Yeah, yeah. So when you say um, you want to work on uh, a a part of your game, in this case endurance or or your two k time. What does that look like? Do you do you sit down and write a goal and then put an action plan? Do you have someone that you work with, um, an S and C coach at the club or, or externally as well? How do you go about? I, I guess when you when you identify something, what's the what's the next the next step to improving it? Yeah, well, just being associated with the Dragons um, mainly in the preseason in the past, uh, obviously that'll, that'll change heading the next year. But um, they're really good at sort of doing just that, like setting goals um, and, and having a really good plan around you and a good support network to sort of achieve that goal. So, and they're setting goals for Dragons. We do, I believe it's two, three, two Ks spread it over the, the preseason. Um, 
and there's yeah different training plans attached to each each of them, different times attached, how you're going to achieve them. Um, so yeah, I think the programs I've been a part of have been exemplary in, in doing that and, and really elite. Uh, and then yeah, sort of moving to the to the lines, obviously that that goes to another level in terms of the, the elite nature and the programs and, and the, the resources you have access to. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm driven pretty personally. I do those things on my own as well. So sort of just trying to put my stuff and, and merge it with, with the lines uh, pushing forward and suggesting for me to do um, sort of leads me to those, hopefully achieving those goals. Yeah, it's unreal, mate. It's um, obviously such in good stead to this point. Um, just go back a bit now. We're just sort of, um, as I said before, we've got a bit of a history on the Gold Coast together and, and coming through the academy for our listeners out there. Um, give us a bit of a background on sort of where you grew up and, and, um, and sort of... Um, over the journey, what your experiences were as a junior, and then the, probably the difference between Queensland and Victoria footy. Yes, yes, I was. Yeah, that was a footy boss um, at the Suns, as we alluded to before. For yeah, I think it was almost a decade. So um, yeah, we're living around the corner from the from Metricon, and uh, I was going to school at All Saints uh, on the Gold Coast. So yeah, we really enjoyed that. And, um, yeah, Levi as well, and my sister sort of always credit back to what we've been able to achieve here to where we started back back there. So. Um, yeah, it was, it was in the academy, as you mentioned, uh, for yeah, a number of years. Played at Southport, uh, played, played at Broad Beach before that, and then sort of moved uh, into the Sharks for uh, when I played a bit, uh, when I was a bit older. Um, and yeah, so yeah, sort of love that. That sort of, um, yeah, a bunch of those battles that sort of went on at club footy at the Suns, and then yeah, sort of played for the, sorry, uh, at Southport, and then and playing for the Suns and, and Queensland and representing those teams um, was awesome. Uh, and then yeah, sort of the difference, I think, I've said a little bit as well throughout the year that um, I think it's just, yeah, obviously Victorian footy is a, a different level um, to the Queensland stuff and we really enjoyed sort of testing ourselves, uh, my brother and I especially, sort of testing ourselves amongst the best. And I thought that was really good and uh, necessary for our development if we were going to go on and have successful junior careers and AFL careers potentially. So, um, yeah, I think yeah, the move was, was really beneficial for everyone and, um, yeah, we're glad we were definitely moved. It's a good point. Obviously, you've gone on leaps and bounds, and for me, and you're probably a very humble young man, and always saw the talent and your ability, and I always knew you were going to be an outstanding player. And, and of this sort of journey that you're doing now, I think it's um it's interesting one too. Like obviously, Victoria's helped you develop your footy, but at the same time too, is for listening out there, everyone thinks they've got to move to Melbourne or think they're going to move to the Southern States to be a you know a really good player. But as we've seen with the academy and some of the players coming through. I think you can be a really significant player in your own state and, and obviously yours was circumstantial moving to Victoria but obviously no doubt's helped. But the same time too is um, you know, playing in, in Queensland. Obviously the difference is I think it's more so and, and let me if you if you've got a different point of view, let me know, but I think it's a difference between our, our pretty good players here in when I say our obviously but I'm based in Queensland still but our top line players are pretty good. It's probably just the depth, isn't it? The depth sort of just yep. drops off a bit. Is, is that the difference you found in, in the in the two sort of programs and, and, and obviously the strength in numbers down there? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's probably about right. I think, yeah, there's just so many more players sort of coming through all the systems and uh, all the programs every year. Um, yeah, I think there's just so much more competition uh, when it comes to sort of being the top dog or the... the yeah. Uh, yeah, sort of, yeah, trying to... So, yeah, I think you just have more access to, access to talent, which is a... Um, obviously a huge factor and um yeah and then um i believe you had a significant shoulder injury um back when you were a little bit younger could you talk us through um that injury and sort of um what you learned from that rehab process early days 
Yeah, so I had a couple. I had one uh, when I was at the academy, uh, and then one I one did my left one, a uh, bit bit of a different injury, uh, playing for uh, Brighton Grammar uh, in, in the pre-season leading up to the, the that, that season about three years ago now. So, um, yeah, I think the first one, I was a lot younger. I was only about 11 or 12, I think. So um, I didn't miss any footy, but I think that was sort of, um, I reckon that's sort of what started my professional nature, I guess, and sort of having the ambition to um, do things outside of, the footy club or, or required training and um, just trying to find ways to better myself and sort of going through that rehab rehab process and sort of under the guidance of the Suns guys that sort of admires a little bit to there's so much out there that you can be doing away from just kicking a footy um, which obviously is the most important part but um, there's so many other aspects to it. Now mate, um, obviously with the, with your old man and his roles in, in different things with the Suns and then going on to um, you know involvement in the National Academy where I worked with him again in in the Allies stuff and, and um, that national sort of academy role, um, you would have been exposed to so many programs and, and high-level players and whether it was AFL players or the next sort of big big thing. Um, talk us through some of the things that you sort of did with, with sort of Dad's role in that sense and, and how you were exposed to sort of those sort of current players and, and did you build many sort of relationships on your, on your journey? Yeah, so, yeah, when he, I think... Um, there, was, there was a little bit of a gap year between, so Dad was sort of working in Melbourne and, and we were still on the Gold Coast and then we all made the move the year after that. So, um, yeah, throughout that year, I remember especially sort of flying down to Melbourne and um, being a part of all the sort of programs I'm a part of now. Um, so all, all the AFL Academy stuff, the Futures, I went on the 17s and just sort of mixing and, and mingling along along with those guys. And, yeah, it was awesome. I think I, I, I reflect back now and think how awesome that was and, and how I sort of carried on and, and Going through the same position as guys like Sam Walsh, um, Matt Rao, uh, the King Brothers, um, just um, a couple. So, um, yeah, I think Sam Walsh has been one I've, I've sort of tried to watch a little bit of and, and work on my game and sort of, um, yeah, try and follow him behind him a little bit. So, um, yeah, he's definitely one I've sort of been in contact with a little bit and, um, yeah, someone I, I admire for what he's been able to achieve uh, when he's started playing footy in the AFL. Yeah, for sure. And mate, in terms of mentors, you mentioned your dad, obviously, he's played a lot of footy, but is there anyone who springs to mind when you think of um, the person that's had the, the biggest impact on your career today? Yeah, I think um, one more recently was uh, Wayne Cripps, who was the Sandy Dragons coach this year. Um, I've known him for, he was a midfield coach at Vic Metro last year and sort of got to know him a little bit there playing under him, but then uh, got to know him a lot more this year as he was the head coach of the Dragons and I was obviously playing there. So, um, yeah, he, he's been huge. I think I think coaches sort of, they're expected in some ways to help you on the field uh, and help, help you perform as a player, but he's been huge for me as a person as well, developing my leadership um, and things like things along those lines. So, yeah, I couldn't credit, credit him enough. And then um, Brad Scott as well, who's played with Dad um, at the Lions, he's been sort of, yeah, a huge role model for um, Levi, Lucy and I, our whole lives. And, um, yeah, we've known him for a very long time, and he's yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, for sure. And um, so, so back to that shoulder injury as well, mate. So you spoke about the rehab and, and how that sort of kick-started your professionalism. Um, I remember seeing something, I followed you online for a while, but I remember seeing something about um, a, a little business that you started. Was it was it Wash Performance a couple yeah. of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I saw what, the, what was the inspiration behind that one? Yeah, similar, similar to that. I, I sort of um, started that up as a little kid, just sort of sort of young kid, just sort of eager to, just pretty interested in that sort of stuff and um, sort of didn't know where I was taking it a little bit. But I've actually sort of, sort of for the last couple of years now, um, getting a few more resources and 
a few more people to help me. Um, I've sort of yeah worked on that a fair bit and we made a lot of content and looking to launch that in the next couple of months, sort of leading the leading into the draft. So um, yeah, I sort of started that yeah around probably around twelve I'd say and um, yeah probably wasn't as good as it's going to be hopefully in the next couple of months. But yeah, I, thought, I think just coming coming off that rehab and seeing the resources and access that I had through the Suns and um, the help I had and guides from mum and dad that felt people were potentially lacking that um, in other households and other young kids sort of trying to grow and succeed, not necessarily footy, but um, in any sport. And I think um, yeah, that's why I sort of had the, the motivation to sort of provide that information and feedback to people who were trying to yeah, follow on the same journey that I did. It's unreal, mate. Um, obviously, you know, you start all the way back when you're sort of 12, 13. It's amazing those little things you do start and then you pursue and then who knows what it can lead to. Is this business something you're sort of interested to, that business and sport background and something I can sort of relate to with with my with our business and my business that's sort of running at the moment, so that sport and business is something you're sort yep. of keen to pursue? Definitely, yeah. I'm, I'm at uni at the moment because uh, I, I finished at Brian Grammar last year and doing a, a similar degree Um yeah, business and sports management. So, um, yeah, I really, really enjoy that stuff and um, definitely something I'll hopefully have a long, long career and then sort of something I'll continue on through my career and, and long after. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Um, yeah, go, Harry. I was going to say, um, I feel like some players go one or two ways. They either put all their eggs into the basket of footy so they can focus on it and be the best that they can for the period that they're playing. And there's other people that focus on their plan B and I think you can you can do it well both ways have you always had um, I guess an interest in doing something outside footy will or is there has there been certain points where you've just uh, gone tunnel vision at, at footy and, and and how do you think that sort of mentality changes throughout your career yeah I've always sort of been under the impression that, that life balance uh, is very important especially as a late athlete you can sort of get consumed a bit by it and um, I think the main advocate for that was has been my mum and she's always yeah made sure that we're very diligent with our schoolwork, um, with my uni, and then obviously the business stuff now. I don't need to be as motivated to do that because I enjoy it a bit more than the school stuff. But, um, yeah, it's always important. She's always advocated to have a really strong life balance. Um, and obviously, yeah, footy's, footy's right up there, but there's also you need a lot of outlets. Um, and I, I sort of use golf for that. And then from a more um, sort of, I guess, important standpoint, but the business stuff and the uni stuff, that will continue on with me. Oh, that's great, and um, big shout out to Beck too. She's a she's a school teacher, your mum, and she's um, they often get hidden a bit. The mums, I know, because and I, I know that sort of pretty well too. Having a famous father and things like it's uh, the mums behind the closed doors who, uh, who get the job done and make sure those rules are set. And and it's uh, no, it's fantastic. She's um, obviously been yeah. a, a great uh, a great sort of advocate for um, you know getting that balance right, which is really important, mate. But um, Absolutely. just want to talk about this season. Um, obviously, it was an incredible season. Our last season just gone, two thousand twenty two. Lark medal, all Australian captain, um, played some VFL footy. Um, you know, it was a really big year for you, mate. How do you sort of reflect on it now? Obviously, it's those things where you just want to, I know you personally and your personality, you probably take it on board and, and want to look for more. But do you sort of reflect on the year you had? Obviously, there was a fair bit of pressure going into the season with making a choice on, on where you wanted to go. So talk us through sort of the year, the decision, the form, all that sort of stuff along the way. Yeah, I really enjoyed the year. I think, um, yeah, as you said, played for a number of different different teams and rep, rep teams and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it was, it was you know, I love playing with a lot of different people, um, playing under a lot of different coaches and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I had a pretty successful year as an individual, but, um, yeah, a lot of my focuses this year have been growing from a leadership standpoint and, and having team success because, 
then yeah, the start the senior dragons, especially being be able to win the premiership there with them, um, sort of one of my proudest achievements, I'd say. Um, sort of leading that team was where we came from, and sort of struggling a little bit in patches throughout the regular season, and um, sort of coming in at eighth, uh, and, and and be able to have a really strong finals mm-hmm. run and win the premiership convincingly. So um, yeah, I think yeah. But those little things that will hold me forever, and um, yeah, I guess the lark medal and, and those type of things are pretty nice. But um, yeah, that those are the things in terms of winning the premiership and captaining that team for the premiership was uh, definitely a lot more significant. And and with yeah. your um and with your uh, the VFL experience, so mate, just talk a bit about that. And what oh, you, yeah. it's probably clearly evident about what's what's the difference. But what are some of the things you sort of did pick up? I mean, you seem to be able to just go in there and impact really well and. Sort of it was a, like a, a duck to water top um, scenario, but what what did you find the sort of key difference between that sort of VFL and, and that league? Yeah, it's it's obviously a lot faster and a lot more physical. Um, they're probably the obvious ones, and yeah, sort of slowing straight in the midfield, um, having to sort of move people and, and work work on that a lot a lot harder than you do at NAB league. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed the VFL. I think the lines were very welcoming and sort of um, yeah, I, I was welcomed straight into the team and, and sort of. Played like I was, I've been playing there for a long time, and the guys around me sort of helped me so much. Um, playing with Mitch Robinson, who's sort of moved on now, but um, he was huge. Reese Matheson, sort of guys alongside me in the midfield who are uh, that sort of more seasoned AFL player, just sort of welcomed me straight in and just said, just go for it, mate. And um, yeah, just play alongside them and play my natural game. And I think that's what helped me in good stead, just having the belief that I could I belong straight away and um, not, yeah, just, just playing how I usually play and not wavering away from that. Yeah, sure. And mate, obviously, when you um, nominated Brisbane as your preferred um, destination for next year, did you find that that um, released some pressure from you and allowed you to play more freely without having to worry about, I guess, the off-field antics? Or was it was it pretty similar um, before and after that decision? Uh, yeah, I'd say a little bit. I'd say the pressure sort of eased a little bit, and I was, um, I think, in terms of my, indiv- I've never really felt the individual pressure of it. I think. Um, sort of put it to bed a little bit, but it didn't change overly or too much for me individually, but I thought it gave me a bit more freedom to sort of invest time into others and then help them get to their, their desired goals with footy. So um, like with the Dragons, sort of helping other people um, yeah, help them potentially get drafted and help them play their best footy and a good team at the Dragons. So, um, yeah, it's probably the main way it sort of helped me a little bit, I'd say, just from a, a mental standpoint. Fantastic, mate. And and the professionals, which was sort of spoken about, it obviously held you in good stead all the way through the season and, and you touched on there some of your achievements on the way. Um, we we actually referenced an article you did, um, to show sure if you're aware, and it was a really good article. It might have been mid-season or sort of quarter way through the season and you spoke about um, your sort of your typical week and, and what it looked like. And, and it, I actually read it, mate, and I was actually really impressed and the thing that I, as you know, when I was sort of coaching, um, you know, sort of young young men coming through similar age at the academy now, obviously doing a lot of more private coaching, is sometimes um, kids or young men, um, even young girls now, for that for that instance, think they've pretty much done. Um, they get to a week and they're prescribed, you know, three sessions a week at club or school, whatever it is, and they go play on the weekend, and they think that's enough. And and you've obviously got that attitude where you don't think that's enough, and you want to take that on board yourself, but obviously trying to find that 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 workload management on the way and you've always been a, a manic trainer um, from, from day dot. What's, um, what do you sort of bring that down to? And also, can, can you talk about some specifics on the back of that sort of article, if you do remember it, or, or obviously yeah. now you, with your knowledge, what does what yeah. your sort of typical week look like? 
Yeah, so sort of oh, for the, for the in-season, um, a lot more focused around recovery. So yeah, sort of, I'm sort of leaving that a little bit now, but obviously recovery is still huge uh, in the off-season. But in terms of yeah, the in-season training, sort of um, doing the two sessions with, with the club and, and then playing the game on the weekend. But I think um, stretching every night, rolling most days, um, all those type of things, the mobility, mobility sessions, things like that, just sort of uh, Pilates as well. I was, I was doing a bit of that just to... Uh, refine those those type of movements and, and get my my body ready to go I guess uh, and then I was still doing gym sort of three four times a week um, obviously not doing too much legs but um, more power focused and, and upper body focused so I'm still ticking along from that standpoint um, and then you've got your sort of your beach recovery um, pool recovery ice baths um, and then yeah, probably a few more things I'm forgetting, but that's so. Yeah, and and Harry's probably got a few questions after this because we're we're huge on this. We're big on the extras and 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 doing doing um you know more than others. Um, and you obviously talk about recovery there, so you complement it really well. But let's say you got your two main sessions during the year. We're talking. How many sort of would you do your extras before and after training? Which I think I know the answer to. But then would you do another session in between, say, the, the following afternoon when you had a, a night off training? Would you go down and do a bit with Dad or, or someone else or your brother or whatever with some craft stuff that's, you know, touch or low-key or before yep. school? Or, or how did those sort of extra skill sessions look like? Yep. Yeah, so typical training week was sort of Tuesday, Thursday afternoons. Um, that was obviously the main session of the week. And then... I'd look to do something uh, potentially on the Monday, depending how I'm feeling, um, or otherwise I'd do it on the, on the Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, that, that just looks like sort of type that, what you sort of touched on there, the, the touch sessions. Uh, yeah, no, no running or anything like that, sort of some walkthroughs, uh, talk about the game, talk about focus areas as well as, well as doing the physical component. So, um, yeah, yeah, some along those lines. And, and you mentioned um, before about the, the mobility that you do, the extras that you do. You got beach recovery, um, foam rolling, all those, all those extras. That's, I guess, something that a lot of players are only exposed to later in life. Where did you, where did you learn how to do all those, um, all those activities, or where did you learn the importance of it? Was did you go and seek someone out, um, expert, like an, an expert in, in yoga or an expert in Pilates, or? Um, did you have someone like was your dad guiding you around that? How does that, I guess, the whole process of going from just being a regular player at maybe sixteen to learning how to look after your body and how to recover uh, recover properly? Yeah, I think a bit of guidance from dad definitely. Um, but I'd say just being around the Suns Footy Club and um, especially when I was I reckon when I was sort of ten, eleven, twelve, sort of leading into that, um, yeah, my twelfth year, I guess. Um, of footy, I think I was sort of just just eager to, to find out new things, and obviously the, the new facility was sort of being developed. And I think it was sort of finished around then, and I was in there rehabbing my shoulder and um, just seeing how the players do what they do, um, and that sort of just yeah just sparked my mind, I guess. And um, yeah, then I sort of was asking questions of a lot of people. Uh, Dad sort of pointed me in the right direction from a lot of things, and uh, I was always researching, reading articles. Um, and then yeah, when it sort of got when it continued to get old, continue to get older, and have more resources and, and more people of, of high knowledge, I just just ask questions and sort of yeah, try and learn off them. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You obviously got a, um, a a real growth mindset, which no doubt means there's always that you're, that you're working on something. You're always working on something, never never content. What are you at the moment? Um, externally, everyone's looking at you and saying you're, you're the complete player. You've got pretty much everything down pat. 
is that something at the moment that you're that you're focusing on uh, in preparation for your first season next year? Yeah, I think I've sort of written a little bit of a list, probably a little bit nitpicky and um, overanalyzed a little bit for myself. But um, I think what I probably haven't, or I sort of had some opportunities this year, but probably didn't finish my, my goals as much as I probably could have. Um, kicked a lot of points and um, kicked a few big goals and, and had some games where I kicked goals, but just probably not as consistent as I probably was in the past, well, last year, um, playing at Bright Grammar and, and the Dragons and, and for Metro. So um, I think just sort of working on that conversion would be something I'll, I'll work on for sure. Um, potentially one-on-one marking, I've sort of um, pinpointed that as well. As probably have a lot of opportunities here with playing inside mid and sort of carrying that contested role a little bit for the team. Um, but obviously that's going to potentially open up in an AFL level, playing out of the midfield a little bit. So um, sort of working on that body positioning, how you can um, use that to your advantage and, and win those battles in the air. It's fantastic, mate, and always highlighting those areas you can get better at and work on it, but um, obviously some key strengths to your game. What do you back yourself as, as your weapons um, to your sort of, to your arsenal, to your um, to your sort of strengths, mate? What what are they? Yep. Yeah, I think um, the inside-outside combination, I've always sort of prided myself on that, being able to bet anyone on the inside from a contested standpoint and um, be really clean and fan it out to teammates on the outer and on, on the flip side of that sort of, being able to run and carry with the ball, break lines and, um, and deliver the ball really well by foot. So sort of those two um, from a combination standpoint, uh, yeah, probably, probably the, the one weapon, I guess. Beautiful. And, and now, Matt, looking forward to, to Brisbane, you've obviously grown up um, with that father-son connection, but are there any players that you're particularly looking forward to, to playing with at the Lions and, and why? Yeah, well, I, was, I was lucky enough with the pre-season with them last year, so I did that whole um, pre-season from... Yeah, sort of start of December to mid-Jan. So, um, like playing with or training with, uh, doing match sim and, and those sort of things with Hugh McCluggage, Lockie Neal, um, they're probably the, the two I'm looking forward to the most. And um, then, yeah, really excited by Josh Dunkley as well. Uh, I think that'll that'll be awesome for, for him and for the club. So, yeah, they're probably the, the three main ones, I'd, I'd say. And, um, yeah, we're just really looking forward to sort of getting him training and um, meeting Josh and, and continuing with the others. Mate, obviously it was a big decision, but it sounds like it's sort of an easy decision too in the end. What what sort of factors did you consider um, when choosing sort of Brisbane or, or the open draft? Yeah, I think um, the, the family aspect of it, from I guess for both clubs, because sorry, if Levi's good enough to sort of continue on his path and um, potentially uh, decide to go to the Lions as well with the father-son, then that'd be awesome. Uh, I've loved playing with him sort of, few games last year and a number of games this year and winning a premiership and there's no better feeling to be honest sort of playing alongside him um so yeah i think that that family aspect from from a line standpoint and then the, the aspect of, of staying in melbourne in the short term and um yeah my, my family will stay here and, and they'll work and go to school here uh still as i move up so um yeah that, that'll be a challenge for sure and um so that was the other side of the coin sort of considering staying staying in melbourne and, and, and playing for a club here and um yeah, staying with them. Yeah, it's incredible, mate. And obviously, with the father son and the, how the points work and all the stuff, we're obviously um, you know shooting for the highest. You want to be the best player in the country, so obviously a, a big chance to go number one, which is which is incredible. And um, yeah, ho- hoping you, you can sort of get there. Was um, is it is it a different feeling knowing that you're sort of going 
you know, to the to the Lions, um, you know, sort of already before the draft. Um, yeah, as we said, let's hope it, hoping you do get caught out, pick one because it'd be such a great achievement. But does it does it sort of feel different? I suppose you don't know any different. But speaking to the other boys and what they're sort of going through at the moment. Yeah, I think I'm um, pretty blessed and lucky that I've sort of been in this position. Obviously, it's off the back of what I've done, but um, the father-son stuff's probably out of my control a bit. Um, and yeah, really glad that I've sort of gone down this path, just knowing where I'm going. Sort of, you can just start planning. You can cross everything. There's, there's no stress around it. Um, so that, that's a great feeling pre-draft. And then um, I think, yeah, you're sort of sort of starting now, and you can sort of get, yeah, as I said, sort of contact contact the club, start planning for things. Um, go use facilities, things like that. So, um, and then yeah, I sort of I feel a little bit for the other guys who sort of still at school uh, and a bit unknown about where they're going to go, especially some of my close mates. So, um, yeah, kind of imagine how they're feeling, but yeah, it's all part of the part of the journey. And um, yeah, looking forward to seeing a lot of those guys prosper as well. Well, man, you mentioned your, your younger brother Levi before. Um, you're very humble when talking about yourself, so I'm gonna give you a chance to pump him up. What's um, yeah. what's what's where's he at with his footy at the moment, and, and what does he do well? Yeah, he's he's flying. I think um, yeah, he's had a great year. Played for, for Metro and made the All Australian side, and um, yeah, played as, as a 15, 15 year old turning sixteen this year in the eighteens, uh, and we won the premiership, and he played played a great role for us. So um, yeah, I think his, his strengths are uh, he's an inside inside pull as well and um, loves the contested side of the game, tackles well, uh, really, really clean, makes the right decisions. So um, I could probably go all day, but no, he, he's going really well at the moment and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing his development and how he comes on the next two years. And um, yeah. Awesome, mate. And um, we've got a question here from a listener who happens to be a Vic Metro teammate of yours, Blake Drury. Yep. Blake would like to know, um, how was your sleep the night before the Metro versus Allies game? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, I was in the. So I think I was. We were staying in uh, a hotel near Essendon. So we, we trained at the hangar the night before. Um, stayed stayed there, and I was I was rooming with Blake, and um, I think he's a little bit sick. <laughs> didn't didn't want to give up give away too much, so he get pulled out from the game. But he's a bit sick and uh sort of yeah, pretty loud pretty loud snoring and coughing and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> it was a tough night's sleep, but we both played pretty well. I think we, in the BNF we both polled. I was best and he was second best of the game, so I think it must have worked out well. But um, And then we got a good win, so yeah, that was a bit of a funny story. Fantastic, fantastic. Always those good stories, mate. Get, get used to them, those uh, rooming with them, actually, do they? So it depends on club policy. I think at um, Brisbane, I used to get my own room, at Richmond, I used to have to room with others, but I'm not too sure what they do those days, but it's always it's always good um, good fun, and you're going to be doing a fair bit of travel now. Both the lines, which is exciting, mate. Yeah. But um, yeah, we just wanted to um, yeah, th- thank you for coming on board today. It's been a, a pleasure to sort of watch your uh, development. Obviously, following you um, a fair bit, obviously with the with the background there and, and coaching your early days at the Suns Academy, and then making your way down south and still keeping in touch with the old man, being a mate of mine. And um, yeah, it's it's really exciting coming to Queensland. I'm wrapped you back in Queensland, mate, yeah. and and um, driving the lines forward. I think it's pretty exciting. Um, the lines this is out there adding. Will to the list, and as you said before, Dunkley and a, and a few others, um, Gunston, triple premiership player. So it's um, really exciting for Lions listeners, and, and obviously yourself going there too, mate, with the history, and but also too on the on the cusp of hopefully being able to um, you know sort of repeat things that 20 years ago um, feels like a long time ago now. And um, yeah, really excited to sort of see your future, and, and all the best with um, the upcoming draft. I'm sure it, um, it'll be a bit easier for you, but um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to um, following your progress, mate. Yeah, thanks, Ramsey. Thanks, Harry. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the One on One Football Podcast. 
If you got something out of today's episode, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to stay updated on special guests, new episodes, and more, please subscribe to the show on your chosen platform. And finally, if you have any questions for Rainsy or myself, or you want to get a particular guest on the show, please reach out. Our email address is podcast at one-on-onefootball.com.au. Thanks, guys. We'll see you for the next episode.